Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. Thank you, Father. You know, as we were singing that the last two songs, they talk about what we live for. And I heard the Lord say to me, and he wants me to tell you that he lived for you. He lived for you. So as much as he loves to hear our praise, he wants you to know he loves you. His heart is for you. He lived for you. He gave his life for you. He did all those things for you. He did all those things with you in mind. He did all of those things. He was thinking of you. And God is so great and he's so vast that I believe he thought of us as individuals, not as a whole, but it says he knew us before we were even formed or he formed us before we were born, before we were even a thought in our parents' minds. He formed us, he thought of us, he knew there's going to be a Mary Ann one day. There's gonna be this one and that one. And his heart and his motivation and his thought was, I love them and I live for them. I die for them, but I live for them. So take that for yourself tonight. Because he spoke that to me for all of us to hear. Amen? Well, praise the Lord. You can be seated. And worship team, I think I'm going to have you be coming up again, so towards the end. Because I feel like the Lord's got something for us to do tonight. But uh, beyond just the message. But... Man, God is so good. You, you realize that this moment, the presence of God is here. He's thick in this room. He's here. He's in you, but he's also here. And we can experience and have these times with the Lord anytime we want to have them. Do you believe that? And that's what we're talking about this weekend is he is our portion. He is so available He's just waiting. He's waiting for us to be whatever. Listen, he's already provided everything. He has already um, provided everything you will ever need. Victories in life, peace, joy, um, um, healing for your body, healing uh, a sound mind. He's already provided all of these things for us. He's just, he's just holding it there. Come take it. Amen? So we're going to look at the word this, um, this evening. A couple things that I want to, that I feel like the Holy Spirit wanted me to say to you tonight just as encouragement. So if you brought your Bibles, you can open those up. And um, we're going to go to Luke chapter 10. And this is actually the main scripture text for the weekend. Um, he is my portion. And Luke chapter 10. So we're going to look real quick at a couple things here. Um, how many have a to-do list? Come on now. Don't lie to me. Every woman has a to-do list. Is there anybody in here who does not write lists? Oh, wow. That's amazing. Man, I am a list person. And if I accomplish something that wasn't on my list, I write it on the list so that I can cross it off. 
because by golly, I am going to get victory for that thing that I did. Yes, the only thing that, what happens is I keep adding things and crossing off and the things that were originally there never get done, which is so weird, but that happens. But um, we all make lists and lists, man, boy, we're going to get some stuff done, right? And so is our family. Because when mama has a list or the wife has a list or, or whoever, everybody's got a list, right? So, but anyways, we've got two, we've, we've all, we all do that. But we're going to look actually in the word tonight and we're going to look at two women who handled the demand of the list a little bit different and got different results. All right, so we're going to look, if you haven't guessed, Mary and Martha. So if you're in Luke chapter 10, we're going to go to verse 38. So I want, when we're thinking about this and we're reading through this story, I want you to remember that both of these women were with Jesus. Both of them had a relationship with Jesus. Both of them had, um, had him in their midst. It wasn't that one wasn't saved, one didn't know Jesus or whatever. They both had a relationship with Jesus. All right, so keep that in mind as we're walking through this, as we're walking through this account in the Bible. Um, so Luke chapter 10, we're going to start in verse um, 38. So now while they were on their way, it occurred that Jesus entered a certain village and a woman named Martha received and welcomed him, him into her house. All right. And she had a sister, verse 39, named Mary, who seated herself at the Lord's feet and was listening to his teaching, or you could say his word. But Martha, overly occupied and too busy, everybody say too busy. Yeah, you ponder on that one for a second was distracted with much serving and she came up to him and said, Lord, it is not, is it nothing to you that my sister has left me to serve here alone? I can just hear it. That would totally be me. Jesus, please say something to her. I am doing all of the work. She's not helping me with anything. I've had to make the bread. I've had to make cheesecake. I don't think they had cheesecake. But I had to clean the house. I have to serve you. I have to do all of these things. Please tell her to help me. You can just see it, right? Because we've all been there, or is it just me? <laughs> Nobody's helping me. Nobody loves me. I don't think she was quite thinking that, but... Anyway, so she says, she's left me to serve all by myself, all alone. Tell her then to help me. And in my Bible, it uses exclamation points. Not that, I'm in Amplified if you need to know. But, because um, that's the woman's version and we're at a women's conference. So, the reason why they call that the women's version is because there's a lot more words in it. And we have a lot of words, Right. So I think um, the Amplified must have been a translation from a man. So he probably thought, if I write a translation like this and they spend time with, in the Word for the day, that'll take up a big portion of their words that they're speaking and probably not. But anyway, so he says, she says, tell, tell her then to help me and lend a hand to do her part along with me. But the Lord replied to her by saying, Martha, Martha. 
You are anxious and you are troubled about many things. There is need of only one or but a few things. Mary has chosen the good portion, that which is to her advantage, which shall not be taken away from her. All right, so in verse 39, we're going to break this down a little bit. In verse 39, 39 um, Mary got right down at his feet to listen to his words. You understand in that culture, and I'm not going to go into this a whole bunch, but in that culture, that was something you just did not do, all right? You didn't sit. The women were to be up serving. They weren't to be doing that. The men were the ones that got to listen and sit and, you know, while the women made cheesecake. And so she's down at his feet, all right? And Mary... Um, her actions at that moment indicated that she was more concerned with the things of God than the role that was placed on her as a woman in that day and her culture. She found something more important in that moment. And to her, that was sitting at Jesus' feet. So her needing to be filled to be filled and refreshed and to hear, I can just see. She probably was sitting there like, oh, tell me more. What are you saying, Jesus? I've heard all these things. I've seen these things. What are you saying? Just give me more. Give me more. This hunger in her just stirring to sit at the master's feet and hear his words. You know, we can still do that today. This is the master speaking to us today not only does he speak to us through his word but by the spirit of God that he's put on the inside of us he's speaking to us and we know his voice the word says but she had um, her need to be filled was much more of a pull on her all right than the expectation of her role or the list and the expectations the list that she knew she had. Man, I think you're already starting to get where we're going tonight. But that list, the expectation, all the duties, she responded to something different. Martha responded to the list of duties. Mary responded to the word that was right before her. Mary responded to the fellowship Mary responded to that relationship side of it. So people, um, and I know this, we have varying temperaments, all right? So some of us always need to be busy. Any busy, busy, busy people in here? Always got to be doing something. No, only two of you? I don't believe you at all. Yeah, that one? Okay, you guys are telling on your friends. There's different temperaments. There's people that are always busy, always doing something, all right? But then there's others that are, that are um, contemplative or they give attention to thought, right? Any of those in here? Yeah? You just like to sit and think? Yeah. <laughs> Drink your tea? <laughs> Drink your hot tea and just sit there? I, I loved looking at the rain today. I laid on my couch, and if I lay on it just right, I can see right out the window and look at the rain. 
All right, so there's different types of people. And we need to understand this, and we need to understand this about Martha and Mary and what they were doing and what they were accomplishing in that moment, that one is not wrong and the other is right. All right? Duty and devotion are both needful. I mean, hello, if we could go sit on a beach for the rest of our days, sign me up, right? Because I would probably be one that would like to sit. <laughs> I am a doer too, but, but certain occasions call for one over the other. Certain occasions call for one over the other. So Mary recognized the moment and followed that draw in her heart to sit at the master's feet, to sit at Jesus' feet to hear. Man, how many think that Mary probably did serve? That's what they were raised to do. That's what they were trained to do, was to serve. All right? They were trained to do that. That's how they were raised. That's how they grew up. They've been doing that since they were little, little girls probably. So it wasn't like she was always just sitting around in the lazy boy. They don't have those there. I don't know what they had. Rocks? The grass? Maybe went and laid out in the grass and watched the sky? I don't know. But we know that that wasn't what she was doing. This is one account here where she had chosen to sit at Jesus' feet. So in verse 40, it tells us that, but Martha, overly occupied and too busy, was distracted with much serving, and she, she came up to him and said, Lord, is, there no is this nothing to you that my sister has left me to serve alone? Overly occupied and too busy. So overly occupied means one, um, one of the definitions is a full plate. Anybody had a full plate of everything else? I mean, it's full. It's, um, another one is so immersed in something. Overly occupied. Immersed into something. Um, busy means unavailable. Unavailable. Distracted is something else has your attention. It's to cause someone to stop thinking about or paying attention to someone or something. Distracted. Martha's plate was so full, all of the other things in life that she didn't have room for, or, or excuse me, her plate was so full that she didn't have room for the portion that Jesus had available for her at that moment. She was so overly occupied with the duty, with the job, with the list, that she had missed out at sitting at Jesus' feet. Now listen, Jesus did not just say, Martha, you go work, Mary, you're my favorite, come sit down. He didn't do that. The offer was to both, but one recognized the moment. One recognized the opportunity. So she was unavailable because of her attention on all the other things. Oh, man, don't even get me started. 
on all the things. Somebody's got to cook the meal, except for me, I don't cook. Somebody's got to order the takeout. <laughs> that is rough, let me just tell you. Somebody's got to, um, uh, if you have kids, do this with the kids. Somebody's got to do this. Somebody, some of you homeschool. Some of you um, have jobs, plus you've got a family at home. The list, you've got different things, different, it's not just the things at home, but then you've got the work things, and, and you've got the, the, um, the cleaning and the, all of these things, just tons of stuff going on. You've got sports, you've got this, you've got that, you've got this activity, you've got this school thing, you've got this work thing, you've got this, you've got, and then all of that is, is already there. And then plus, you ever notice the enemy does not care what you have going on. He is the king of pile up effect. So he will look at an individual. Listen, you gotta be aware of this. The enemy will look at an individual and say, they're distracted. I'm going to go ahead and add this right now. They're a little bit weak right now. I'm going to add this. He does not care. He hates people. And so he sees, oh, man, they're distracted. They're really busy. They're really busy. They're doing all these things. They're weak. It's a moment of weakness. And he will, he will seize that opportunity every single time. Now, that is not to put fear into anybody at all, but that's to be aware. Be aware, right, that we need to be full. So verse 41 says, Martha, Martha, I love Jesus. He's so, you know, he didn't yell at her, I'm pretty sure. But Martha, Martha, he's trying to get her attention. Martha, Martha, listen to me. Listen to me. And we've all been Marthas. He said, you are anxious and you are troubled about many things. You are anxious and you are troubled about many things. You are thinking on and overly occupied and distracted by so many things. Jesus recognized her emotional state at that moment and spoke to her in a way that would help her to see that her priorities needed to be restructured. He responded to her with tenderness. In his rebuke, because there was a correction there to Martha, in his rebuke to her attitude that you're worried and troubled about many things, Jesus did not reject Martha's attempt to please him. All right? He did not. He did not get after her about you're doing this wrong and you're doing that wrong and you've got this and you've got that. He did not do that. He wanted her to know that her service, though sincerely given, was misdirected. I said, Martha, you're, miss, you're missing it. Martha, I can see that all of these things on the list are making you anxious. They're causing you to be worried. They're causing you to be um, uptight. 
They're causing you to, to miss things. You're not, you're not in joy. You're not in peace. You're not resting. You're worried. You're wrought up. All these things. You've got all these things going on. You're distracted. You're overly occupied. You're missing it. You're missing it. You're missing it. Martha, you're missing it. You're missing it. I'm right here. Your peace is right here. Your joy is right here. Your encouragement is right here. Your refreshing is right here. Just come, sit, listen, hear, receive. That's what Jesus was telling her. In verse 42, it says, there is need for only one but a few things. Now listen, Jesus does not point out what the one but a few things are. Wouldn't that be nice? So I always want you to make the bread, but never do the cheesecake. <laughs> Could have been a lesson for us right there. <laughs> Say no to cheesecake. He didn't point those out. And I believe that why he didn't is because sometimes what Martha was doing was what she was supposed to be doing. Do you see what I'm saying? Sometimes that is what you're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to, God knows we have jobs. God knows we have families. God knows we have these things. He understands that. What I believe he was saying about the one or a few things was more about our awareness of the moment. And our awareness of where our attitude and our heart was and where, our, where, where we were headed and what kind of attitude it brought to us and what kind of, it just, you get all wrought up inside. You get all anxious. You get all worried. He is talking about the moment there. The thing about that is, too, is that I believe God is telling us every single day. that there's need for only one or but a few things. Now, I'm not saying one, like you pick one thing off your list. You guys got to understand what I'm saying here. <laughs> You're all going to go home and your spouses and your kids are going to be like, what did you tell this woman of mine? Because she ain't doing nothing but one thing. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. It's the awareness it's the awareness, and God wants such a relationship and fellowship with us on a daily basis, not just on the weekend, on a Sunday, but he wants us to talk to him and live with him and live and move and have our being in him and hear from him and, and go to him and get wisdom from him and go to him and rest and, and, and ask him questions. He wants to be a part of our day. So what he's saying is, is that in your day, you're going to have to just ask me and I'll tell you what the necessary things are and when those times are that you just need to come and sit at my feet. But see, that's what happened. And listen, ladies, you know this. We are in a culture that is all over the map. You don't need to go very far to be distracted because we carry our cell phone with us everywhere we go. We've got TVs in every room of the house. Maybe not everybody, 
but you got at least one where the recliner is. We've got, we've got so many distractions. We've got so many activities to do. We've got, we've got this party to go to and that party to go to, and we've got this to do, and we've got that to do, and all of these things need to be done. They just need to be done. We get in this, this system of, whew, made it through that day. I'm just going to make it through another one. Here we go. Put your tennis shoes on as soon as you step on the floor. Out of bed. Here we go. Run, 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 run. So both these women had Jesus in the same room, but one recognized that which was to her advantage. And I think that the biggest thing that Jesus wants us to know is that, listen, if you allow me to, I will help you walk through every day in such a way that you will not ever be burnt out. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? Oh, it's available. You should start imagining that. You should start imagining that. You should start going after that. You should start, start looking for that and seeking that out. And it's not a beach somewhere. It's in your home during your day, taking care of the family, doing your job, looking at the list. It's being aware, like Mary was, aware of the master, aware of Jesus in her midst, knowing when it's time to sit down and settle down and listen to the word. Jesus is the word. Spend time with him. So the greatest place that he has called us to is the place of being his child. His place offers a position of fellowship before the front throne face to face. You know, one of the meanings of prayer, I love this, I love this, I love this. This is what Jesus purchased for us. I love this. One of the meanings of prayer is to come face to face like this, like where you can, you can like feel the breath of the other person. You can feel the breath of the other person. It's coming to face to face. Jesus said, God said, God made it, um, made it available to us through Jesus that you can come and actually sit face to face with the Father and have communion with him. Unhindered. Don't have to clean up before you go there. You can just go there. Because he invited you there. Don't have to be perfect. Don't have to have it all together. You can just go and be face to face with, you'll never forget this. Fellowship with the Lord. You can feel his breath. That's what that means in the Greek. One of those, I think it's supplication. I'm not sure, I can't remember. I'll let you know next year. <laughs> but it, I, I promise you it is prayer. Face to face, breath to breath, like you can feel it. You're that close. Man. So he said in his word, and we're going to look at a couple verses here. And I want you to notice, and we'll go back and, and, and I'll pick out some of these words. But the first one is, is this is in James 4, 8. And it says, draw near to him 
and he will draw near to you. He says, draw near to him, and he'll draw near to you. You don't have to question that. If you cry out to God, you do not have to question that he's going to hear you and draw near to you. His word says he would. You don't have to question that. You can be confident in the fact that when you draw near to the Lord, because his word says so, he'll draw near to you. Man. The third one, or excuse me, the second one, actually I missed the first one. The first one is Hebrews 4.16, and this is in the NLT. It says, come to the throne of grace. So let us come boldly to the throne of grace of our gracious God. There will, we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it the most. Sometimes I think we get in a pickle. Do people say that anymore? Get in a pickle and you're just going to try to figure it out. Well, I'm just going to get myself through this. I'm, I'm a tough one. I got this. When God is saying, come to me and I'll give you grace, my ability and mercy, which means you may not have done it all right. I'll give you mercy and I'll give you my grace, my ability in this time of need. That to me is recognizing a moment to come and sit at his feet. To not shy away when you need help, but to go boldly before the throne of mercy, grace, and receive the help that you need in that time. So number two was draw near. Sorry, I got those mixed up. Number three, those that wait upon the Lord. Let's look at this one. I love this one. This is Isaiah 40, verse 31. You guys still out there? But those who wait for the Lord, who expect, look for, and hope in him, shall change and renew their strength and power. They shall lift their wings and mount up close to God as eagles. Mount up to the sun. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint or become tired. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Those who wait for the Lord, who expect and look for and hope in him, those who get before him and quiet themselves, those who actually acknowledge him, go to him, speak to him, rest in him, shall change and renew their strength and power. How many need some renewing of their strength and power? They shall lift their wings and mount up close to God as eagles. Mount up to the sun. They shall run and not be weary. How would you like to run through this life and not be weary? Wait on the Lord. How would you like to walk and not faint or become tired? Wait on the Lord. 
Now, this is not just talking about the physical. This is talking about being strong in the spirit. And that always rolls over into your physical. Do you understand? Being strong in the spirit, understanding and spending time with God always rolls over into your physical life, into relationships, into situations. You do not get close to God and wait on him and get more tired and more weak and more weary. You always get stronger. You always get stronger. You always get stronger, not weaker. So in these four things, in these four, and then in, uh, excuse me, verse four was, uh, Actually, we're going back to verse 42 in Luke, but it says that Mary has chosen the good portion, all right? So in those four verses that we just looked at, here's the key words that you need to think about. The first one was come in Hebrews 4.16. The second one was draw, James 4.8. The third one was wait on him, which was Isaiah 40.31. And the fourth one goes back to our main text, which was chosen, or you could say in this instant, choose. All of these are actions that we take. All of these are steps that we take, that we walk toward. The Lord is a gentleman. He does not bust through the door. Come spend time with me. Sit at my feet. Sit at my feet. He doesn't do that. He's patient. He expects us to come. He expects us to draw near to him. He expects for us to wait upon him. And he expects for us to choose him. So in verse 42, it says, There is need of only one but a few things. He does not tell you what those things are. Mary has chosen the good portion. This is the good portion, and those who are aware of its vital role in their lives are those that are strong in him and the power of his might. The good portion is recognizing Jesus and spending time at his feet, spending time hearing his word. It's not just prayer. It's fellowship. Prayer is fellowship. It's getting into the word of God, hearing his word, sitting at his feet and resting. You say, well, I don't know how to do that. Well, ask the Lord to help you and he'll show you. He might say to you, wake up 15 minutes early and just spend time with me. He'll start you out small. He does. He knows where we're at. But you'll never be disappointed. You will never be disappointed. The good portion is to our advantage every single time. Two women, two different choices, two different priorities, two different values. Both knew how to serve. One recognized the better choice in the moment. The choice is not always between what is good and evil. Now hear me because we do a lot of good stuff. The choice is not always between good and evil. Often the choice is between what is good and what is better. Simple concept, powerful truth. 
Lord, what is good right now, but what's the better? And you'll know it. You'll hear it in your spirit. You'll be drawn. You'll know, man, I am just a getting a little, a little anxious here. Am I, being, am I weak in my spirit because I'm not waiting on the Lord? Am I getting weary because I'm not spending time in his word and at his feet? See, we're the ones that figure that out. We're the ones that make the choice to come to the Lord. We're the ones that come. We're the ones that draw. We're the ones that choose. Amen? So the choice is not, oh, I already said that, but he knows how to perfectly execute a list that doesn't forfeit the better. Let me say that again. He knows how to perfectly execute a list that does not forfeit the better. Listen, this is a huge thing that I walked through in my life. I am a list person, a big list person. Unrealistic expectations in a day of any human being to get done without an army. And I had to learn, Lord, something's not right here because I'm weary and I'm worn out. And that is not, that is not right. And I had to let the Lord come into my days in a greater way. And then he started helping me make the list. I'm not kidding you. You think, no, he doesn't do that. Yes, he does. I would say to him, Lord, and I still do this. Lord, what do you need me to get done today? What is, the, what is, what, is what I need to get done? Because I, I, I cannot forfeit. I cannot ignore my time with you because it is my sustenance. It is my bread. It is my portion. It is my life. It is my strength. Help me to organize my day. And he does every single time. What generation of women are we going to be? Because our generation is full of the hustle and the bustle. What generation are we going to leave to the, the, the influence? Are we going to leave to the next one? Well, mama was busy with everything, but I never saw her read the word. Well, grandma, well, I don't know, our grandmas are busy. My grandma's busy. She's busy right now making food for all of you. God is not telling us to ignore the list. He's telling us to allow him to come in and direct it and be a part of it so that we can do what we need to do to fulfill what we need to do with his strength, his ability, his anointing, his grace, and not our own. Amen? So I'm going to have the worship team come again. And I know we're a little bit, we're going a little bit long, but I, this, we got to do this. We got to do this. Because I think there's a lot of tired people in here. <laughs> I think there's a lot of people going through a lot of stuff. And we want to believe God with you. 
I think there's some weariness. I think there's some strengthening that needs to happen. I think that there's some refreshing that needs to happen. I think that there's some redirecting our priorities that need to happen. You know what it is. You know what it is. You know, I spend time in the Word every day. In the mornings, I spend time with the Lord. But there are some times where He'll just a little bit extra. I'll go and I'll just sit at His feet. I'll shut everything off. Turn on some worship music. Sit there and close my eyes and just talk to the Lord. Or I'll sit there and I'll just allow the word of God to roll around in my spirit and speak it out of my mouth. Because there are those times where you just, you got to be sensitive to that because that's where our strength is. That's where our rest is. Even in the difficult situations that are going on in your life right now, nothing is too big for God. Nothing is impossible for him. Nothing. It's not just me saying that. It's his word that says that. Nothing's impossible to those that believe. And with God, nothing is impossible. Nothing. It doesn't matter how big it feels in your mind, how much you feel it in your emotion, how much it's affecting anything. It is not too big for God. It's not too big for him. And in that time, when you spend with God and you just sit at his feet, he gives you wisdom. He gives you direction. He speaks to you. All right, you know this thing? You know this problem? Here's what I want you to do about that. You know that, that thing in your body that's messing with you? Here's my word that I want you to speak over that. And I'm going to follow up my word with power. And I'm going to make sure that when you speak it, it's going to change your body. Man. So let's stand. And here's what I want to do. What I feel like the Lord wants us to do. Uh, Marianne? Susanne? Deborah? Jody? And you can turn the back the lights back down to worship. And we're going to believe God with you. So if you have a need, we're going to sing this again. Just keep singing it till we're done. And if you have a need, you want agreement for something. And I am not just talking about these women just patting you on the back and saying, well, maybe it'll be okay. These are women of faith that will believe God with you about the situation. And they are going to get wisdom and direction from the Lord and scripture and word to give to you that you can stand upon. So we're going to worship, and if you want prayer, you can come up. But let's just dig in a little bit more, shall we?
All right, let's worship. To worship you, I live. To worship you, I live, I live to worship you. To worship you, I live. To worship you, I live, I live to worship you. the Lord. You can receive right where you're at. Allow the Lord to speak to you, to show you the direction, to show you the way. Allow the peace of God to just rush over you right now. Healing for your body. Allow it to just rest and settle on you and flow over you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. To 
worship you, I live to worship you.
you, Father. They're going to continue to pray here, but we're going to do something. This may stretch you a little bit. How many of you are willing to be stretched? This may go past what you're feeling right now, but this is faith. Faith grabs onto the promise of God and doesn't let go and is not ruled by what it feels, what it sees in the natural, amen? So we're actually gonna go into um, the second song that we sang tonight. And it's raise a hallelujah, all right? So you've asked God for something. He's speaking to you. Now we're gonna get into an attitude of thank you, Lord. Oh yeah, I've got my answer. I win, I win. And sometimes you just need to raise that up in the midst of the issue. It doesn't matter if you see that it's gone or not or feel that it's gone or not. Faith says God's word said it, it's so, I believe it, and I'm gonna rejoice in what he said over what I see. That's faith. It's that simple. You say, well, I don't see it, stop it. We actually do see it right here. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So what is overcoming the situation that you're facing? It's your faith that God's word said it, I believe it, that's what I'm having. And you know part of believing God for something is not just getting in that moment, there are those tender moments, but part of receiving what God has for you is when you start to, to change that and switch to that, to that note of victory and say it's mine and I'm not letting go, right? So that's what we're gonna do. So I want you to praise him like your kid just won their soccer game. I know, I've seen you mothers. I've seen some of you when you got a good sale at the mall. This is better. This is better. Amen? So we're gonna sing that and then we'll, we'll eat. Amen? So let's do it, Joy. And I'm gonna sing in the middle of the
We praise you, Father. Lord, we thank you that it's done. We thank you, Father, that we always have victory in you. We thank you that your joy is our strength. We thank you, Father, that we can come and sit at your feet and just get so full of joy, knowing, knowing that we don't walk through anything by ourselves. But we walk through with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the one who conquered all. So we just praise you and we thank you. Come on, just praise him. Just thank him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We praise you, Father God. We praise you, Father God. I want to actually share a testimony with you because somebody needs to hear this. And I just, because sometimes you can feel a little silly saying, Hallelujah! You can feel silly. Because y'all just looked at me like I was crazy. God is worth a shout of praise. He is worth being called crazy for. Now listen. When I was pregnant with um, Kylie, my oldest, she's not here, she's at college. When I was pregnant with her, well, before her, I had had, well, we thought we were pregnant, and that didn't work out. So after um, that pregnancy with Kylie, I actually started showing some of the same signs that I had the first go-round, all right? It would have been really easy to get really depressed in that moment and think that we had lost. I called Sean, I said, this is what the doctor says. They say, it looks like this again. But God, but let me tell you what he did. He was working secular work right now, or at that time. He was working, um, when I called him, in a house doing drywall and painting. He went down to the basement of that house where nobody was. And he began to say, hallelujah, thank you, Lord. And he began to dance around. And he began to declare the promise. And he began to declare, we are not losing this child. We are going to keep it. He began to, to do that in that house. He began to celebrate. And you know what? The world says, what are you celebrating? Look at what you see in your body. He called me. He said, it's gonna be all right. I said, yeah, it's gonna be all right. I have a 19 year old daughter today at Bible college. Also, there was a moment where the enemy tried again to take that baby out. My fluid was so low and babies need fluid. I was about I was not ready to, ha to, to um, have her. She would have been way too underdeveloped. My fluid was really low. Sean and I got together. We spoke the word of God over my body and we commanded it to produce the way that God created it to and to take care of that baby. I went back into the doctor a few days later. She said to me, your fluid has over, it has doubled. I said, well, does that mean I drink lots of water? 
I wanted to prove that it was God. So I'm asking her all these questions. She said, it is impossible to double your fluid with anything you can do in the natural. God did that. God does that. He still does that. This is why when you get into a situation where the enemy says you've lost, you're not going to make it, you're going to lose, you get on the word of God, you choose to go and sit at Jesus' feet and you find the word and you get it and you begin to declare it over your situation, that's faith. That's faith. I had Taylor. She was perfect. After Kylie. No issues with that baby. Third one was a son, Ian. The enemy started to do things again that were very similar to the first time. And this time I was like, oh, you dirty devil. You are not having this one. You are not. And it didn't even last a day. Gone. God is faithful. And he did not just say, Mary, you're the only one that can come sit at my feet. He's made the invitation for anybody who wants to. And this is how we get strong in faith, is by sitting at the feet of Jesus and hearing his word and spending time and being aware of the day. And when he's saying, come on now, getting a little weak. Come on now, you're getting a little anxious, over-worried. You're getting worried here. Come sit down. It's time to sit down. And we choose that. So I'm looking at women that are going to choose that. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord. Let's just thank him for one more time. Father, we just thank you. We praise you. We honor you in this place. Oh, we worship you. We thank you, Father. Lives are changed tonight. Situations have turned around tonight. We thank you, Father. Peace has come. Refreshing has come. We choose you, God. We choose you. We choose you every time. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.